is uh, Matt Mosley alongside Stephen Simcox. And um, now we go to San Antonio. And uh, this is, uh, I'm excited to do this. Uh, Bruce Geetson standing by, getting ready for the call this evening. Um, and uh, the Alamo City, it is where it's going to go down this evening. Bruce, welcome uh, back to the show. I enjoyed talking to you so much. And um, I, uh, I wanted to have you back as we continue this march toward hopefully the uh, final four. Uh, Bruce, you're a journalism guy. You've got you got that in your background and, and all of that. I mean, put this in perspective. Is this the I mean, I, I people have called this maybe the greatest day in Baylor. I mean, you can't top a national title, three national titles. But when you factor in the men and the women, this is a pretty awesome experience. Back to back elite eight games. I, I don't I mean, I, I'm sure there's been something sort of close to this over the years because both programs have done well. But, uh, Bruce, this this feels really big. I think, Matt, you, it's safe to say that uh, Waco is the basketball capital of the United States today. How's that? Ooh, ooh. You ought to just write that, Bruce. Just put that, oh. put that, yeah. Yeah, get that. And, I, there, you right? know, I, I heard earlier today that uh, that the UConn-Lady uh, Bears game was originally going to be the late game uh, not in the nine o'clock game, and uh, so we appreciate the NCAA saying, "Hey, we're going to let Lady Bears fans have the back-to-back games, not have them yeah. competing." So we'll do our game on the air at five thirty. Uh, you're on ESPN sixteen sixty, and then the tip-off at six. After that game, we'll do our post-game show and pass it right along to uh, to John and Pat uh, for um, to see if Scott Drew can uh, make the Elite Eight as well. So. I think it'll be a great night of basketball. I mean, it's just so cool, all of it. I mean, I you know everything that goes into this game, UConn, the history they have, the history Baylor has developed, two dominant programs. Bruce, what do we? I don't want to get too hyperbolic. I uh, uh, we try to avoid that in journalism, writing, and all that kind of thing. But I mean, I, I just <laughs> tweeted something about Bruce. This being you know one of the, it really has become. It's not like they play all the time. But but that almost helps the rivalry. The the build up to these things is monstrous, and we hadn't had a lot of time to think about this. But now that it's here, um, put this in perspective. I mean, UConn and Baylor. Is there any? I don't feel like there's any bigger uh, bigger rivalry in the women's game at this point. And and pretty. I mean, it's pretty one of. The, I, mean, I think it's one of the biggest rivalries in all of uh, college basketball. I would agree with you, Matt. I think it, it used to be UConn and Tennessee was a great mm-hmm. rivalry, and UConn and Notre Dame uh, was a great rivalry. Uh, Tennessee was, you know, and uh, when Pat Summit was coaching, and now because because of the coaches Kim Mulkey and Dino Ariema and their success with their teams, they've only played eight times, but they've split those eight games. And in the last twenty years, no one has played Connecticut harder and better. Uh, than Baylor, uh, four and four in these games, and it's been a roller coaster ride. UConn won the first two, then Baylor the next two. UConn uh, games five and six, and Baylor games seven and eight. You know, the very first time these two teams met back in 2010 was here in the Alamo Dome, and uh, it was in the semifinals of the Final Four, and uh, UConn won that one by 20, and that's been the biggest spread on any of the any of the eight meetings. But man, it's a game that everybody, when they looked at the bracket, and you know, Geno said. Oh, How's that? Baylor and UConn in the same bracket? 
before. So one of them won't get to the final four, but UConn's made 12 straight final fours. This will be Baylor's played in four of them. And it's the game you were looking forward to seeing, but you're almost afraid to see because somebody's going to go home and not get to play in that final four. Bruce Geetson joining us, and uh, he will be uh, he will be calling this. And uh, I did see uh, I did see Bruce at uh, DeJanae Carrington tweeted. You know what's the math on this? Did you see ESPN's BPI had UConn with like a twenty three percent chance to win it all, and Baylor's next. And so DeJanae was wondering how Baylor was a two seed. So the Stanford yeah. grad doubting the math, you know, wondering about the math or wondering about the seeding, more importantly. I don't think she doubted the uh, the math on that one, but it's really fascinating to me. Uh, we're talking to Bruce Geetson, the uh, voice of the Lady Bears, going to call this thing tonight from San Antonio with, with Maggie. Uh, Stephen Simcox, go ahead, sir. Bruce, how have you seen the development? I mean, I know she's been a, a great player all year, but it just really feels like Melissa Smith – has become um, an incredibly efficient scorer down the stretch here in the season. David, I think she's she started uh, she made it a goal of hers to take a leadership role uh, on this team early in the year. You got to remember, it was Kalani Brown and Lauren Cox getting all the attention, uh, literally and figuratively, on the defensive side, and then Melissa had to get accustomed to that role of being the focus of opponent's defense. But she took that upon herself to, to do that and excel and uh, get more aggressive and take a leadership role. She scored in double figures in all but two games this year, and one of them she scored nine points, and she's been incredibly uh, consistent. And then, you know, 11 for 11 the other night uh, from the field, that's, that's not an accident, and they weren't all chip-ins and layups. They were some outside shots, 12-15 footers. She even made her third three-pointer of the year and I think she's deserving in all those player of the year awards she's getting. She's she's just excelled. Now, you know, we get Queen Agbo to continue her good play. Carrington will be a key moon Urson is scoring ten more points a game in the postseason than she did in the regular season. So you've got a lot of things clicking. And you look at the Michigan game the other night, you Matt, you were talking about the BPI before the Michigan game, Baylor was number one and UConn was number two. So they flip flop on that a little mm. bit. But you know, they're like they're like baseball stats. You can make them say what you what you want to say. What boils down to is you throw the ball up in the air and you and you play tonight and see what happens. And I'm excited that uh, that this game is uh, going to be tonight and we're going to see who responds the best. I loved uh, Melissa going behind her back in traffic. I mean that that is I, I think back uh, some of the great players and I you just don't I, I I don't I mean you don't see that in either men's or women's. I mean just guys. I mean it's just amazing. How she did that, it was so cool to watch. I think you're right. I think I think Queen Egbo, she wasn't hitting her shots the other night. Uh, I think that's a huge key. I think Dee Dee, Bruce, I mean, it's just me spouting off, but I think she's got to tighten up that dribble and tighten up the uh, her play at point guard. I mean, you know, obviously teams do not respect her outside shot, and that's fine. I mean, I think she's had to learn to live with that. Baylor's had to learn to live with that, but – you know, if you're going to, she's a great passer. She's a great defender. She does so many other things well. But, you know, taking care of the basketball to me is going to be so huge in this game tonight. It is very much so. If you notice, teams the last uh, half a dozen games have started pressuring the basketball more coming up the court. I don't to change your position uh, going into your senior year. And she was a two or a three. Uh, in a position, and then Coach Mulkey said, hey, we need you to play point guard. That's a whole new focus, and she's done really good at that. She's 
been great with assists. Offensive numbers down a little bit, but she's fo- that's because she's got a different focus. And so I think, uh, and then she still is expected to play defense and clamp down on the top scorer for the other team. And so that's a lot of pressure to put on a point guard. And I think Dee Dee, and especially coming off the, the medical issue she had in October after the collision, I think she's done a great job. Now, would you like her to make more shots? Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's more important, like you said, to take care of the basketball and get it up and uh, let her teammates do some offense. All right, Bruce uh, Geetson joining us. Uh, be calling that Lady Bears game tonight, ESPN Central Texas. He's on the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Uh, talk this UConn team. What do you uh, What do you make Paige Beckers, the, uh, the the young point guard, freshman point guards, come in and, and turned a lot of heads? I mean, she reminds you of some of these great UConn guards uh, from the past, and, and just a tremendous player, Kristen Williams. Another player that's uh, really stood out for them. What What do you think Bruce is going to be the key? Is it and, and do you and how do you see these matchups? Every once in a while, Melissa will lock down one of these great opposing players, but but Dee Dee's known as Baylor's best defender. How do you kind of see some of these match out, matchups playing out? Well, uh, I tell you, Matt, the first two things that Kim Mulkey looks at on the stat sheet of the box score when she comes to talk with us in post game every game are the defensive field goal percentage, and the rebounding. And I think both Gino Oriema and Kim Mulkey are cut from that same cloth. That's, those are the two things that win you ball games. And, you know, Beckers is a, is, is a great player, obviously, but oftentimes when you've got a real good player like that and you focus on one, somebody else can beat you. A number two or a number three player can have a great game. And coming up, Kristen Williams the other night had 27 against Iowa. So you have to guard against that, and maybe Beckers will get her points or get her assists. Like Coach Mulkey said, she makes everybody around her better. And she may get her 15, 20 points and double-digit assists, but you don't want to let somebody else beat you. So that's going to be a key. Lady Bears controlling the board. They only had 37 boards against Michigan, but that's not being real critical. Michigan played a great game and uh, had a good game plan on that. So Lady Bears have been averaging 50 boards. I don't think they're going to get 50 against UConn, but they need to win the board battle. And UConn historically has had a tough time making shots when they play Baylor. And Gino Ariema knows it. They've got to hit some outside shots to win this game. And you can say the same thing about the Lady Bears. Boy, this is fun. I mean, Bruce, you got to you got to kind of pace yourself. I mean, you're getting closer to game time. I mean, I, I just cannot, uh, you know, getting to call something like this. I know you uh, appreciate it, and uh, and it's just a such an awesome uh, an awesome opportunity and and that kind of thing. Is uh, do you think um, Gino and Kim over the years? I mean, is there a can we have we had some hatred there at all? Not true hatred, but have we? Have we had some? I mean, where where are we in that relationship? Do you think? I mean, is it just kind of one of extremely high respect, but not like not like love, uh, great friends? Where are we in that relationship? I think it's just a, a very strong mutual respect for what they've accomplished in basketball. And Gino Oriana loves coming to Waco and playing the lady. Uh, showing what he's done for women's basketball. He says, I don't get that from my home crowd. He says, I love it. And Kim is appreciative that the home fans do that as well, and I think she's appreciated up there. Really, guys, you've got two of the three winningest active coaches in in, in college basketball on the court tonight, You know, and I'm, I'm saying three because Tara Vanderveer is in there as well. But, I mean, there's just history on both sides and really legendary coaches when you come down to it. I think Baylor's done awesome with three national championships 
Gino Auriemma and UConn have won 11 titles. They won four in a row uh, in the last decade, you know, and it's just, he's just built an incredible program. He tells recruits, if you want to go win a conference title somewhere, go somewhere else. You want to win a national championship, you come here. But he's got to add Baylor into that mix now. And I, he, he appreciates and respects what Kim Mulkey has done. Yeah, because it was better for the women's game to get some other teams into the mix. And South Carolina and Baylor and Notre Dame has done it over the years. It's really, really become, I, I, I think, so. And tonight's going to be one of the great double features in Baylor history. Bruce, have a great call. Have fun tonight. It's great to hear some fans in the background. I know that's weird when you got to call a game and nobody's <laughs> nobody's there. <laughs> hey, great to talk to you, Matt. Thanks for having me on and uh, sick and bears. There he goes, Bruce Geetson. Uh, he'll be calling the game, Lady Bears, he and Maggie tonight on the call right there from uh, the Alamo Dome.